What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my co-host, Don Lazar. Don, how are we doing? Yeah, great. I'm, fall is my favorite time of year, so um, you know the nights are getting a little dark, so our run club is now uh, headlamps mandatory. We found that out the hard way a few weeks back, um, but yeah, it's great. I love, yeah. love fall. Yeah, Christmas tree went in just before oh, we jumped yeah, on the podcast, true. and in Dundas, we well, Don watched it low, lower down into its place, so we're we're getting into the holiday season. Those festive smells are all around. Right? <laughs> um, but we're super excited to be back with another interview episode here. Um, if you guys caught our latest one, it was with Brad Minns. Um, it was an awesome conversation. You guys could check that out. But on today's episode, I'm super pumped to have Dahlia. She's one of the owners of Salty Espresso. Um, they've also done a lot of really cool things within COVID um, with local businesses that I'm super excited to, to chat with her about. So Dahlia, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hey. I love the fall How, as well. Uh, so very excited about the season. Yeah. How uh how's your day been so far? Yeah, really good. Um not to uh sidetrack because you are all in physio, but I've like kinked something. So it's been a good day, but not great because I'm having a lot of trouble moving. Um oh no. <laughs> we can chat about that. Sounds later. like I was just <laughs> yeah. gonna say it sounds like something we could chat about. Um but uh, one thing I wanted to dive into right off the bat, because, you know, we love coffee here. Um, we have a, another podcast called PT Coffee Cast, where we, we sit down over coffee and talk about physio. Um, I would say Don of the three of us owners here is like at the top rung of coffee connoisseur. Then there would be uh, Will, and then there would probably be me towards the, the bottom there. Um, but we all enjoy really good coffee. So I want to know, like, what is your favorite way to consume coffee? And then is there a particular, like, I know you guys are associated with 49th Parallel, but is there a particular like brand or blend that you really enjoy? 
Um, yeah, my coffee preference changes or has changed over the years. Um, back in Australia, really fell in love with, um, you know, the espresso based learning about flat whites and all the milk based coffees and the way that they were doing it. So, you know, for the many, many years, it was a flat white would probably be my go to. Uh, but recently, and particularly over the last couple of years with COVID and coming back to Canada, I had a real nostalgia for just black coffee or drip coffee. Um, and I've really just re-fallen back into that, even with salty. Um, after maybe the first year, I was pretty much only drinking like black drip coffee. Um, so I think that's my, my go-to. Uh, yeah, and in terms of blends, I mean, we've been so happy with 49th, like their coffee is so, so delicious, and our filter rotates like really regularly seasonally with them, um, and they really only provide like their one wholesale re like seasonal filter, so we don't even, like we get what we get, and it's always delicious, um, so I, I've leaned very heavily on my access to Salty's coffee, um, so yeah, I've probably just fallen into that routine of, of drinking what we have. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, 49th parallel is like the first real good coffee that I got introduced to that kind of switched me out of the, oh, the Tim Hortons into the good coffee. <laughs> yeah. Courtesy of courtesy of Will, he's the one that got me into the coffee, but that was the, that was the one that just pushed me into the game and I've never looked back <laughs> oh, their, their coffee is so beautiful they do such a good job with it um even our our uh, espresso blend like rotates all the time so what they provide for filter and for espresso it's can like um always changing always seasonal always new um you know experimenting on their end but like every time you know we can trust that it's going to be delicious and you're a flat white guy, right? Yeah. If, if I'm going milk product, yeah. I like I like flat white. I like that high espresso to milk yeah. kind of ratio. Yeah. Macchiato that's even a little bit shorter mm -hmm. than that uh, from a milk product perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, and Dawn turned me on to the flat white. So, you know, you and Will have just brought me really into the, to the coffee game even, even further. So our, our massage therapist is still drinking the engine oil from, uh, from, from, from Tim Hortons. We're, we're trying to turn them, but it's, you know, maybe we've got to get them on a bag of 49th parallel. That might be well, it. I mean, I was really nostalgic even just for the concept of Tim Hortons. Like, like I said, like those diner drip coffee, like I'm really happy to have like re fallen in access to like you know the black kind of pitcher coffee which is like what i'm drinking right now from granddad's um so every now and then like for me it's like uh yeah there's definitely a place for it that just feels familiar um mm -hmm. but uh yeah when we came back and revisited tim hortons after being away for 10 years like it it didn't i don't think tim hortons itself is the same as what it used to be like you know I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I've moved away from, from them, unfortunately. And if I do go back to some of that coffee, I'll go to McDonald's. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, what I want to get into is you've mentioned a couple of times Australia and, and spending a lot of time there and getting exposed to the coffee world. Like how does that, that's obviously a big part of what Salty Espresso is. So I'd love to hear that kind of story and how it all came to be. Yeah. I, uh, I, my background's in design, graphic design. And uh, back when I was at school here uh, through a series of 
random events, I had the opportunity to do an exchange there. And um, so I went to Australia to, like for a semester to finish school and really, really fell in love with it, both from the, the design culture there and just the environment and being somewhere new. Um, so I, I transferred to the school there and ended up um, finishing my degree in Australia and was lucky enough to get sponsored um, to work in Australia through my back, like through design. Um, so that's what enabled me to stay. And then um, through that, just fell in love with the culture of the, like the coffee culture there. You know, it, it is so intentional and like so part of like the day-to-day -day. and the people that work in coffee there are so committed like it's like truly their professions and they're not just it's not passive you know like the baristas and the roasters and the cafe themselves are like the people in there are like fully committed to making it really special keeping that quality um, that attention and creating the environment that I also found like people really just spent time in cafes which I absolutely loved you know it was very much just having that really delicious cup in the morning and then heading to work you know it wasn't so much just like grab and go everything people would take the time um, and enjoy the like beautifully made coffee for like that 15 minutes and then be on with their day um, so I really fell in love with it um, being there there's a few directions I want <clears throat> that 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 little kind of chat takes me that I want to ask you about. But um, one thing that sort of jumps out at the end there was that, you know, people spending time in cafes, that's something that sort of like changed over this over this past two years. You know, uh, you know, I love spending time in cafes. That's it's like my go to ever since I was an undergrad. And, um, you know, I've met a lot of really interesting people through that. And, and I just enjoy speaking and so that to people and, and interacting with humans and um, that sort of got pulled away from a lot of people and like you know what's it's kind of starting to come back what's been your experience being in the cafe world trying to provide that experience um I mean we haven't been able to recapture that experience yet personally at ours but um to me it actually only hit me recently the impact of the loss of that because I completely agree like my um, I've moved around a lot um, from a very young age and I've always found that coffee shops, um, they're so special in their ability to like very genuinely create that warmth and community and access, you know, being able to walk into a cafe and just buy a coffee. I feel like it opens the doors to so many people. Like you can be a young student, you can be alone, you can be with a group. Um, you don't need to be a certain age. It's a pretty accessible price point, like a couple dollars um, to just have that routine or that environment that feels safe or familiar or warm um, to spend time in. And I really, really like would spend I, the same as you, like so much time in cafes, particularly when traveling, like to go to the same one every day, like instantly feels like you have like a connection to your sense of place and you can people watch. And then through owning cafes and multiple ones in multiple areas, you know, I can a hundred percent vouch for it being truly just this connector of community and people, you know, people come into a cafe, they're so, ca it's such a casual environment 
Um, and it's such a routine based environment as well that, you know, you watch people like I used to watch people through the doors of my cafe, like run into each other or recognize each other from their neighborhoods or from like neighboring offices and then chat and then like in a week they'd see each other again and chat more and you watch like friendships emerge like you watch like moms getting out of their homes and then maybe seeing another mom and like chatting like it was just this like very natural connector um, that is because the nature of it I think is so casual and like so open and accessible um, that like, to me, anywhere you put a cafe creates a community around it, like in a neighborhood or street or whatever it is. And that small engagement goes so far, I think, for everyone that comes through the door, just like having that familiarity, having the friendly face, the routine, just a place that you know you can stop in on a whim, I think is really, really special with coffee shops. Um, and such a huge thing to have lost with, with COVID, like, I think I've been kind of, um, I've been so, so, so busy. We've been really, really busy just trying to keep everything going. And I've got, my kid has been at home like the last two years. So I feel like the, the two years just went by in a blur or I'm rounding up the year and a half. And only just recently with my son going back to school have I started to realize those like shifts and impact of like, oh, like, I can't go hang out anywhere really. It doesn't feel like that or like no one's doing that, you know, at our shop, we've actually lost that. Like we lost that magic um, in our life. And it didn't really hit until I actually had time to think about it. Yeah, and you did such a great job of describing like the community. And that was a big question that I wanted to ask you and how, how important it was. And I think it's, it, it's awesome to listen to you talk about that. Cause it's something that I can tell you're passionate about. And it's probably what you created at, at Salty and the other places that you you've been a part of. And, you know, as us being business owners and creating a space as well, and something we really pride ourselves as community and creating a, a space where we can have people interact and, you know, it's in the health space, but we want to create those conversations and those connections. So I think there's some similarity to that. And it's been super awesome. I know from my perspective, and I'm sure Don would agree to be able to, to create those things. Um, when it comes to what you were building at, at Salty, like I can tell, and I have never been there and I just looked through your Instagram and I've been on your website and I can tell there's very, there's a lot of intention to what you guys do. Obviously maybe from your design side of things with your branding, it's, it's very obvious, but what are some things that you have tried to create within those environments to elicit that community feel? Yeah. Um, so with Salty it was interesting because we, um, we took over Salty from a cafe called Pinecone. Um, which was like a beautiful cafe in that location uh, before we came in and it had moved through a couple owners. So we took it from an owner that wasn't the original founder. And, you know, just through it being a very small space, they had a really, really big table in a very small space. And just by the nature of, of the people that were running it at the time, um, it was like a very quiet shop. You know, it, if people would come to work and if someone was sitting at that table with a laptop, because there was really only one table, one big table, you could instantly sense that the other people at the table didn't feel comfortable like talking. Like it was just a really quiet environment, um, which, you know, I think is amazing in many ways, like people that provide that and, you know, having access to places like that. But for us, when we came in, 
we really, really like we had moved here. We're new. We wanted to meet people. We wanted to be able to chat. So we very intentionally had to make some big changes to create an environment that we were trying to have people like hang out and loiter and talk. Um, so like a few things we did is like we cut up the table into a bunch of smaller tables so that we can get more people in. We turned off the internet like we haven't had internet at Salty the whole time we've been running it. We turned up the music, we trained all the staff and talked to all our staff about how important it is to like say hello to everyone, say goodbye to everybody, become familiar with the people coming through. I was there for the whole like probably first year and a half every day, same with my husband, but he was uh, cooking. And, you know, I was, I was genuinely there to be meeting people and like learning about Hamilton and building a life. So for me, it was very organic to want to say hi, but we had very clear, um, you know, requests and guidelines of the staff on just like tips of like making sure that everyone that comes in is acknowledged, you know, just making sure that everyone feels seen and welcomed and that you say goodbye and thank you and like that you're encouraging people to chat and the internet thing really, you know, we had a lot of uh, pushback on but it really because we are such a small space like it really turned it very quickly into this bustling busy spot where like people were just like hanging out and laughing and talking and coming in and out and like we weren't sacrificing tables for hours of like quiet work time in such a small space like for us it was mostly because the space is too small you kind of have to go one way or the other like you can't have someone taking like you can't have two tables with people working and then expect the rest of the tables to be social like it just doesn't work with the size it, it's interesting you you did two things to make that space sort of come alive a little bit right um you know whether it was the tables or whether it was that like really strong focus on customer service and like what that means to you and setting standards as a as a company as to like what what's expected of our interactions with the people who come through our door, our, our community, our people, right? Yeah. Um, and that alone, if, if you'd left that table, like, you know, big, thick, full one table, it, I, I, I would almost say that that could have done it alone to create this bustling yeah. environment. No, I agree. I mean, we were so, so intentional. Like, like I said, for us, for me, organically, I was doing that, but at any time I, I wasn't there, if I was on a call or whatever, dropping off my kid, um, every single person that came through the door, I had like kind of this handbook that we'd go through of, you know, it's really, really important. Like our number one key thing of Salty was for people to feel welcomed. Like it was supposed to be a welcoming um, and like warm environment. And that, and we had it like, you know, how it translates with everything. Like even the fact that you're serving specialty coffee can be a bit daunting on people and to like always take the point of view of making it like easy and clear and like not feeling pretentious and not having any obstacles to feeling welcomed and feeling like it doesn't matter who you are or like whether you're a coffee connoisseur or just someone that wants to like come by we're like here for you and it's more about just like taking that moment in your day and making it positive more than anything else um of course we had like standards on the product quality and like you know a lot of detail on that but for me, if the product quality was there, but the environment felt uncomfortable or felt like basically uncomfortable, then it like, that's not what I wanted to have 
be the impression. So like, you know, we had our people like, you know, make sure to ask people's names if they're coming, like if you've seen them a few times, like, you know, just just things to just make it feel like the spot that you wanna like come. I, I think it comes from me traveling again, like a lot and like always feeling that connection to my barista because it's the only person that you see three days in a row when you're like somewhere new and never see anyone else again. And like that barista just became that familiar face. So if they're not like smiling and happy to see you, it really just like, I don't know, it it really resonated with me when I found the ones that had that connection of like, hey, it's you again, you know? Yeah, and I love that so much. We were talking about like, I, I appreciate you sharing that because I think, you know, more people, the fact that you're talking about it, more people will listen to this and understand that that is intentional. I think sometimes we take it for granted from a consumer standpoint, which is good. Like, I don't think you're looking for any like props of like, hey, good job for doing this, right? That's just like what you do. But there's such a big difference between businesses that focus on that kind of stuff and then businesses that don't. And sometimes you walk into an environment like yours and, you know, if you don't know those side of things like we do as we're trying to create a business, it's like, you could just be like, there's something special about this place, but I don't know how or what it is. Um, There's a lot of effort put into that. So I, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's important, um, you know, to talk about and hopefully, you know, more businesses will see the value in that as well um, to, to start to implement it, to continue to just provide an awesome environment for, for the community. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I always have been very conscious of any experiences that I like and any workplaces that I've worked at that I felt was a positive place to work that had a good impact on me for whatever reason. Um, And I've honestly pulled so much as being a business owner when I became one from owners that I worked for that I liked and things that I didn't like, but mostly things that I liked, you know, like having worked a lot, a lot, a lot of different jobs and a lot of different environments and even through my um, design side, you know, when I became an owner, um, I feel like I really just pulled from the memories of things that lasted with me because they were positive um, and tried to mimic that when I, like they're not coming out of just me in thin air, like they're really like modeled after experiences I've had that like stuck with me. Right, right. Um, You know, you mentioned, you know, having to unfortunately not have that environment available for people anymore at Salty. And I know, obviously, you know, the pandemic itself has really impacted like your, your space in the hospitality, hospitality industry. And I know you guys pivoted to other avenues to continue to contribute to the community, which again, is just a testament, obviously, of what your values are as a, as a business. And I love that so much. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit about the, uh, the totes. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the, the totes together. Um, I, I love that, uh, that idea. And I'd love for you to share that for people that maybe didn't know about it. Cause I, I wasn't aware of it until I, I looked into it. Yeah. Um, so just to precursor that, like Salty's in a, we had a, um, We've had unique challenges over COVID in what we've been able to do at Salty, mostly circumstantially because um, we had another project, which is uh, the bar that we run that had opened like a couple months before COVID hit. And then we also had like a four-year-old who like, you know, hasn't been at school for like two years. and you know a huge amount of debt from delays with opening the bar as well as like we um 
had to make changes there and then salty and then my kid. Um, it's a long way of saying that we really had to, you know, over this last few years, like consolidate what we're capable of doing um, with just like my husband and I and, and our team and, you know, where our efforts and energy can go. And that's the only reason why Salty right now and for like the last while has been operating as takeout only. Um, but so at that time for Totes Together, um, it's relevant because Totes Together actually came about because of the bar. Um, so what happened was uh, Totes Together was a project that honestly um, came out of a response to finding out that everything was shut in. So it was like the Monday of COVID, like the 16th, I remember actually, I think was. And, um, you know, over on Friday, we were noticing like a lot of shops were preemptively closing. And then on Monday, there was the announcement. And I had, we had just opened this bar um, with a lot, a lot of debt with some partners, um, which were, are no longer partners, but, um, you know, we only sell alcohol. And at the time they hadn't opened up the retail option. We were hugely, hugely in debt from delays and had nothing to sell. Um, and just felt really stuck of just like, what are we gonna do? Like, we have no grace here. Like, it's not even just like landlords, like just bank stuff and like personal loans on our, on our home and all this stuff, like just like, I thought at the time we were just trying to solve a problem for like a month's worth of expenses. So it was just like, how are we gonna cover this month? But like, there was no way to pull any more money. Like we were tapped. Um, and my first instinct was like, oh, well, we can sell merch. I could like throw some merch up because, you know, we're allowed to sell merch as a bar. Like, I guess we can get revenue that way. And in that exact moment, I was like watching all the other shops close their doors and I realized that like so many other shops were probably in that position as well with just like not knowing what they could sell, needing to get through like the month. It was like mid March. So like if we could all cover our bills for the month, I thought like maybe we'd all be okay. Like obviously we didn't know it'd be like two years later. Um, but even just that first step of support would be really massive. And just realizing that like, um, so many people were probably in the same situation of just like, um, what do we do? We're all, we're all frozen. We don't like, and not necessarily having the um, abilities to throw a, an online store up overnight, like I did because of my background. So I guess I just took like the approach of we need to sell merch for ourselves to survive and like instantly just like in a moment flipped it to let's sell merch for everybody so that like everyone can survive. So Toads Together was designed as like that day, like I did it that night and launched the next day with like scrap artwork that I had from just my background. And the idea was that you can buy a tote and the profit of the tote or like the, the revenue from the tote will go to like any shop you nominate. You just like put their name down in the cart. And then that way it was a way to sell bags on behalf of everybody. And effectively the more bags you sell like with, uh, with product like wholesale orders, you know, the cheaper the unit cost comes. So the more like every business would end up effectively earning. Um, and it was just a way to like, I didn't think about it too much. It was just more like, we have this problem. 
watching everyone close their doors, this like amazing community of shops and businesses around Hamilton that we had, you know, so much love for also closing and just feeling like, well, if we're going to do this, we might as well just do it for everyone. Like why we're all, and that's where the name came in, like totes together. Like we're just kind of all in it together in a way in terms of hospitality sector. And, you know, if we can throw this up and generate some money for everybody while also trying to help ourselves, like it just felt very, honestly just in the moment and um and I put it up I didn't expect too much out of it like maybe just like a bit of a bit of support and like a bit a couple hundred for all of us maybe to just even just morale (laughs) help a little bit uh but we were we were so blown away and so thankful and lucky for the the support that it ended up generating um, you know, we ended up on a, on a few news cycles and stuff, which really helped. And it was really an easy way for people to support their favorite places. And because it was open to anyone, like you could literally nominate, you could, you could put in anyone um, and effectively buy a tote on a, buy merch for whatever shop you like, really. Um, and it, it really exploded and it completely, completely unexpected, the result. And, you know, that just shows how powerful strong communities are and like how much that impacts the people that are part of it and like how much people really wanted to help, you know, their local businesses. Um, Because everybody, you know, the amount of people that just jumped on it instantly without just to just to help was like amazing. We were just basically an avenue for that. Sorry, that was like a long way of explaining what it was. But yeah, the website was just, you know, here's tote bags, buy a tote bag and at the checkout, nominate the business that you want the funds to go to from the sale of the tote bag. And you could nominate anybody and we just collected it on the back end and sent those businesses the money that they earned after production cost. Yeah, I love it. And I know, and I know, um, you guys had great success with it. Like I, you, you like, if you want to share some of the, the, the money that you yeah. guys raised, like, I think, I think it's amazing to highlight because it, it is a testament to community. Right. Um, and it is a testament to, to you putting yourself out there and creating something that allows, you know, almost like an avenue for that to happen. So I would love for you to share a little bit about. Yeah. That. So um, it honestly, it blew me away. Um, like I said, it wasn't expected and, and there was definitely like flaws in terms of like just something that was, made up and then like why we stopped it and why I had to stop it but in in the two weeks that we ran we ended up selling just over forty thousand dollars of totes and were able to donate like about twenty five thousand um after production to the respective businesses um where it you know two reasons why we stopped first was like it was clear that covid was going to be going on much longer and with the volume of businesses that started getting nominated as it increased you know it really diluted like every business would only just end up getting like maybe a couple hundred dollars or like some businesses like maybe just a couple like 40 60 dollars for like a couple bags um And that wasn't going to be enough to like really make an impact to help them without me like maybe building a team or like really like turning this into something where we can like really 
generate proper returns for everyone. The initial first few weeks, the first few businesses that were on it, you know, obviously made a lot more, but then as more and more businesses came on um, without the ability to like run it, like it was just me um, effectively, it was like really just diluting how much every business was gonna make, um, which I think, you know, as a model would still work really well. It just needed more people and more support on the back end and more promotion in the right ways. But then also just feeling like all of us, myself included, had to realize that COVID was like going to be a huge shift and it was not gonna be something where we're just trying to like cover two or three months worth of rent. It was something where we have to like completely reimagine how we do our businesses. And I wrote to all the businesses and was like, listen, like we can bring this back or keep it going in the background. But right now I think the focus is like everyone needs to figure out how to get online themselves and like flip and understand like what opportunities there are for these changes in the industry to keep you sustainable because this isn't going to be something we can just fix with like uh you know a couple months cash flow problem like it's it feels long lasting and it feels like it's like a deeper problem of like how are we going to safeguard ourselves and develop this other side of our business for all of us um so at the time i had just said like if you need help with building an online store or building whatever social media you know support um i'm happy to help and i think that's where my focus should be and running this like tote bag store is like it was i was working like all day every day on this tote bag thing because it exploded so much I was like, I just couldn't do both. And I just felt like my value and the value for everyone, uh, even for our own shop, was better served like helping us all try to figure out what's next versus like running a tote bag business. Um, so I closed it pretty quickly. Like, so that, that whole thing was like two week period of like raising all that money, being completely drowned in it as well. Like we were getting, um, request to open it up in other regions you know so I like wasted two days trying to like open it up in like neighboring regions and like as a one person operation uh it, it just like it was too much like it just wasn't helping anybody basically at the end of the day like it helped everyone initially but then in a long-term capacity without a team and without me 100% focusing on just that it wasn't going to help anyone so I had to make the decision and I thought the better way to help was to actually, yeah, reimagine our businesses, move them online and help other shops move online as well. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important to, to be able to identify that, right? Because um, you very well could have just got swept away in that, right? Yeah. And, you know, the impact that you probably had for maybe a smaller number of, of businesses was much greater, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to recognize like, where your strengths are and and you mentioned like what's my best value to my community right um so good good for you for for sort of like um identifying that yeah and there was like there was a few um there's a few people that reached out and a few projects that started after totes together with like a very similar model and they were being run by like the actual print shops and you know people that had teams and the capacity to like take that idea and run it successfully on volume where you know with me just on my own like 
I just didn't have, you know, that bandwidth. So it was really exciting to see all these other versions of it pop up in a more sustainable way where they actually could take, you know, that nugget and apply it to like their infrastructure and, you know, help. And there were so many of like those types of shops that opened up that like over the course of the year um, who were able to like keep it going and like help businesses. So you still have that opportunity. Um, but yeah, for me, <laughs> it, I, I just couldn't like, it wasn't, yeah, like you said, it wasn't helping anymore. So I just had to move forward. Something um, I want to touch on before we, we jump into some rap, rapid fire fun questions here. Um, you know, just listening to you to talk from the start of, of this, this episode, you know, a couple of things really stand out to me is to see your willingness to, to give and, and help others in a time where, quite frankly, you know, you had all the right in the world to be selfish and think about yourself. And, and I think, you know, that's important to make sure you're keeping your business alive and your family and all that stuff. But, you know, you, you gave a lot and you helped a lot. Like where, where does that come from? Like, where does that trait come from? Why, you know, why is that something very important to you? Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, my, my parents, my mom especially is very much like that. Um, maybe just being in that environment with her, she's very much a helper and a giver and like, you know, she's always conscious of other people and doing things. So, you know, we were raised with like a lot of empathy, I guess, but it's, you know, I do have a habit of like always thinking about what other people might be feeling or thinking or their position or, you know, worrying about that, I suppose. And like being conscious of trying to alleviate that is just something that's just always on my mind. Um, so it's very hard for me to like only be insular, like, you know, especially even like working, um, you know, in all the different capacities like with clients or at the shop or with staff like I do get caught up a lot on like is the other person okay I guess and I don't know where it comes from specifically um but it's very hard to turn off and I mean it was very much like that totes to it was it's almost like it was exciting to feel like you could help other people too though you know like for me it was like oh this would be so fun if we can like all get something out of this or like, you know, I can like flip this and we can help a bunch of people. I, it didn't go much further than that. I don't know where it comes from necessarily. Sorry, I haven't really answered. Maybe well, I- <laughs> No, yeah, I, I just, I'm very like, you know, the reason why it started, we started this podcast was to to connect with people like you. Like this is the essence of community and the essence of what Move Local is. like there's so many cool things and, and people willing to help and, and push the community forward from every different industry. Um, and it's just powerful to, to hear those things. It just gets me excited, which is why I just wanted to, yeah. I was just. One thing I can say is that I've never not noticed when someone's like kind to me and I've always noticed when people are like unkind and, you know, even just growing up, um, you know, things like bullying and like things like that, even uh, my brother used to get bullied, like it really affected me. And all throughout my life and like, I've moved around a lot and I've been in so many different situations with so many people. And 
I guess it's like when your environment's always shifting, you know, the things that stick with you, like I said, like even from the learning of like how to, what I want to take into my own business, you know, that always, it, it never like went astray on me when someone did something nice for me or like helped me or like, you know, took time to, to give like, you know, me a, a foot in or some support. So it, it's really been like something that I've noticed throughout my own life and like had huge impacts on me. So it's like, you want to mimic that and give back. Like it's, it's not something I guess I just like take for granted. Um, so, and, the, uh, and on the opposite side, I, re- I do really, really notice when people are not doing that, like, or, or maybe like going the other way and being, you know, whatever it is, um, unkind or dismissive or, you know, putting people down and that, I, I just like, I can't even stomach that. So like, I think it's just the the nature of extremes, right? It's just like, I'm not comfortable with why people can't be helped. You know, I'd rather just take the other way, but yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, let's move into some fun rapid fire questions here. Um, favorite local restaurant or like area to consume food? Uh well, so I live in the in James like the North End, James North. So um, particularly over the last year, I've been walking um, that loop. <laughs> um, so I, I'll probably say the North End because it's it's my neighborhood. Although we do love many many neighborhoods in Hamilton. So if you weren't if you weren't going to have a coffee at your shop, Ooh, where one. would you go? Good one. Um, I, so I hop around a lot and I absolutely love all, like so many of the coffee shops in, in Hamilton. Back when I was, um, first moved here and even when we had Salty, it's not my official answer because I, I basically hop around everywhere, but every morning I would have a date with my like two or three year old before going to Salty. And it was like a way because like when you're at Salty, you're like already in work mode, you know, like even if your kid is there, like you're still noticing things and it's like so hard to switch off. And I like to have a coffee at the start of my day to get situated for the day mentally. And you can't do that at your own shop because you're already working. Um, so I used to, because again, walking in and the daycare was, um, was on James Street. We used to go in and have a date every morning at St. James or at Smalls. So those two are probably my go-tos just from my neighborhood. But, you know, we've been going to Duran for years and like absolutely love them. Go visit. I haven't had a chance to visit Finn lately, but like there's so many great places. I don't get out to Cannon as much as I'd like. Like I do walk a lot. So if it's not, you know, within a certain amount of walking distance, like it becomes limited in like being able to visit. We just, you're taking a trip. Um, But I think Hamilton is so special. And we were already, even before having Salty, I was spending all my time in all the cafes with my kid, just getting to know everybody. And it made a huge difference on my sense of connection to the city, because I think we do have like such a special amount of, of coffee shops that are all, you know, being run really well and offering great product and feel very inviting and like all the things that I love and yeah I spent literally all my time with my child just 
floating around cafes being like, what's happening in this city? <laughs> like, what do you, you know, what's, what are you up to? They're all great <laughs> I, love, I love the light in St. James. Yeah. Durant, yeah, just, I, I get this warm feeling every time I go totally. in there. I love that totally. I love it. It's so, and I mean, Chris, um, even Chris and the, and the owners of St. James from before, like we, and actually a whole bunch of different coffee shop owners, like we had all come together to help continue the Hamilton specialty coffee show a few years back. Um, so we got to know them really, really well. And, you know, there is, there's so much like attention to the product and to the environment um, across all of those shops in Hamilton that I feel is like Hamilton's actually really spoiled for choice in coffee. Um, we have like such a high caliber of great places to get really, really good coffee and feel really good being there. And that's very rare, like on, you know, for the size of the city and the volume of places um, and all of them being special and good. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Next question would be, is there anyone that you think would be good to have on the podcast that you would recommend? Um, I would recommend uh, Tage from Merit. He's someone that uh, Merit Brewing that both my husband and I have had like, you know, super lucky to have gotten to know a little bit better over the years, again, just being in our neighborhood. And um, he is such a role model for us both in terms of just running again, like a really great business in terms of the product and the ambience and the design and like what they make. But then beyond that, he is such a pillar of community. He does so much behind the scenes that people don't even realize um, with like all the different initiatives and programs and stuff that he is involved in or runs or gives back to. Um, he is so, genuine in community um, in a way that maybe not everyone knows, but even like, you know, merit itself is very much a place and an ambience where people come together and like you feel that comfortable hangout, you know, there's no pretension, like you just, people are just hanging out and they've cultivated that intentionally as well, I think. And it's a, you know, reflection of, I think, the people behind it. So I would recommend Merit. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. We love love that, uh, the rationale behind that recommendation. That's perfect, perfect one, yeah. well, definitely. Um, just to wrap up, like, I feel like this, again, I, I said a little earlier, but this podcast in general, like, for me, highlights exactly what Move Local is about. But I would love, I would love to hear your, your thought on, like, what Move, Move Local means to you. Um... I, I'm, I'm someone, I like the familiarity of like local and community, even though I move around a lot and I'm restless and like big cities and like urban environments. Um, there's something really special about a sense of like locale or like feeling local. Um, so I think no matter what, anyone that's like creating an opportunity for people to connect in a genuine way, it goes so, so far. And like, I think, you know, even if you're someone that likes to spend time alone or, you know, not socialize a lot, 
any opportunity is still an opportunity to feel like you know a warm boost or a warm connection to your day and for me like that's what I like about that feeling of like being a local I'm not sure if like that's what you mean by the question but like I think move local means something different to every yeah. everybody. So yeah. we, love, we love to ask it because I think yeah. there's so much, there's so many different ways you can take it. So yeah. that that was makes sense to me. Um, Daya, thanks so much for your time. Honestly, this was such a good conversation, and I'm and I'm glad we connected because uh, you know we're always looking to obviously connect with other other local businesses, but you know more importantly, people that that have the values that that align with us. And you know I'm excited that we had this conversation, and and I look forward to to maybe having some opportunities to, to work together in the future. I think we yeah. align quite well on our, our, uh, our beliefs. So, so thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I was listening to a lot of the past episodes before coming on and yeah, I think it's so interesting and it's so great that you're both or all of you are, are taking the time to reach out and like get these stories because again, that just enables another way to connect and understand what is happening in your local environment and like feel, uh, you know, even I keep saying the word, but like more connected to it. And I think that's really special. And I'm always so interested and fascinated about hearing people's stories and, you know, knowing what is going on in these places that you see every day and the people behind them. Again, it's like all these things just add to that familiarity, which just adds to it feeling like this is like your life, you know, and you can feel connected to it and see it for more than just like a surface level, like detached experience, but really just like have it resonate with you more. So I think that's so special that you're opening and like shedding the light on that, because I think, you know, if people give it a listen, then automatically like you're learning about, yeah, the people in your city and then you can connect to it more. And I think that's really cool. Awesome. Thank you. 